Welcome to everybody that's in the house. Welcome to our online fam as well. Go ahead and take out your copy of God's Word. You can grab the notes on the app and follow along. And I trust, again, that those notes continue to be a, a blessing and a helpful study tool the rest of the week. I want to preach today out of Genesis 21. Genesis 21, as we continue to follow the story of Abram, who becomes Abraham, Sarai, who becomes Sarah. And we're talking about these generational promises of God. But I want to I preach you today, I want to preach you on time. Everybody say, on time. Have you noticed that the phrase on time means different things to different people? For some people, on time means 15 minutes early. Can you say amen? For some people, on time means I got there before the second worship song ended. No shame in the house. I'm just saying, that, I'm talking about the 1115 service. That's not for the, that's not for this service. For some cultures, have you ever, have you ever gone and spent time on the islands? How many of you know, you, you know about island time? Island time. Pastor, Pastor Jamila, one of our, our worship pastors, Pastor, Pastor Jams is, is from Jamaica. And, and I, I loved this post from her at, at Christmas. And so at Christmas, um, can y'all bring that up behind me? Because I can't read that far. Thank you. Um, so this was, this was the first post on her Instagram story as she f- spent time with her family in Jamaica. To understand what it means to be Caribbean, specifically Jamaican, they told me the Christmas meal was at 1. It is now 326, and everyone is completely unbothered and not even close to ready. These are my people. Two, two posts later, y'all, two posts later, 640, finally. I told, I told Jams, like, I love that, but that stresses me out at the same time. That absolutely stresses me out. I want to I wanna preach you on time. One of the most important questions I believe that we can ask is what time is it? What time is it? Let me ask it to you this way. What time zone are you living in? How many of you found in life that there's God's time and there's our, our time and those two times don't always line up, but I want to preach you into alignment. What time zone are you living in? Genesis chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he promised. She became pregnant, and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. And this happened at just, I love this phrase, at just the time God said it would. The right time is important. The right time zone is important. I remember several years ago, I was finishing up my doctoral studies, and at the end, you have to go before a committee, and you have to defend your dissertation. And so it doesn't matter that you have passed the courses. It doesn't matter what grades you've gotten on your papers up until that point. That committee that you go before has all power in that moment to give the thumbs up or the thumbs down on the previous three years of work. And so uh, I was going before this committee, and and even at that time several years ago, it was a a Zoom call. And I remember that it was 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock Pacific time. So got every, everything ready. I mean, like I was prayed up. I was studied up. I had all my notes in front of me, all my cheat sheets. I was, I was getting ready. Like I was trying to 
uh, anticipate the questions that they were going to ask me and be ready to, to defend those answers. And, and I was ready, and I put a sign on my door, do not disturb, you know, important call. And I opened up my laptop, and I logged on, I logged on, and there was nobody on the call. And, uh, and I was thinking, you know, I was probably a little bit early, five minutes early for it. And so I'm thinking, oh, they're just, you know, uh, I don't know, they're just going to log on right at, right at 3 o'clock. And 3 o'clock came and, and Pacific time and, and 3 o'clock and, and all of this. And, and nobody shows up. Nobody shows up. And I remembered in that moment that there was a three-hour difference from Pacific time to Eastern Standard Time. But what I, see, I knew that. What I had messed up is I was there at noon. I, and I know, I know you all know that we're behind and not ahead. But my meeting was not at noon Eastern Standard Time. My meeting was at 6 o'clock. And I just started, I, I had a little moment, but I just started thanking the Lord. Like, thank God I was six hours early and not six hours late, Right? <laughs> Time, but timing matters. Timing matters. What time zone are you living in? There's a couple of time zones that I think that, that we can live in today. And the first time zone, if we're not careful, that we can end up living in is what I call OPT. Say OPT. What is OPT? OPT is other people's time. If we're not careful, we can set our watch to other people's time. New parents, their kid is walking already. Their kid's taken violin. They've graduated college. They're getting married. This could also be labeled as AST. What is AST? AST is Aunt Susie time. Y'all know Aunt Susie time? Sweetheart, you're not married yet. No, Aunt Susie, I'm not married yet. But we're all praying towards that end. OPT, though, other people's time. They're having kids. They bought a house. They bought a vacation house. They're retiring. OPT, other people's time. Imagine that every day that when you got up, there was a knock on your door and somebody handed you a watch. And that watch was just set to some arbitrary time based on the emotions and or experiences of the other person that handed you that watch. And now I want you to pretend that you're going through your entire day based on the time on that watch that was handed to you from somebody else. And all of a sudden, you're sitting in the Starbucks drive-thru an hour before it opens. And then you find yourself 20 minutes late to a very important meeting with your boss. And then you're supposed to pick up your kid from soccer practice. And you're an hour late, and they're the only ones left sitting on the bench very upset with you as you come by. Imagine how frustrated, how frustrated you would be in life Life, living your life according to OPT, other people's time. And yet I wonder how often do we live our lives according to somebody else's timeline. What I need you to get to others understand today is that other people, even well-meaning people, people that love you, people that in many instances share your last name can have a time for you. And with that time comes with agenda, other people's time. If we live according to other people's time, we can end up, y'all remember the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland? See, at the beginning of this story, the, the white rabbit is, is peaceful, 
just kind of walking along until what? Until he looks and sees what time it is. And in that moment, the time was dictated, dictated by, the, by the evil queen. And then he gets all jittery. Then he gets panicked. He gets frustrated. And he thinks he's always late. You know, o- OPT, if I'm, if I'm honest, OPT could really, could really be rewritten as DT, as the devil's time. The devil will use good, wonderful people. People in ministry, and they don't even say anything, but you're judging your life based on what God has given them and the timing of them. And if the devil can get you to do the right things at the wrong time and to think that you're either late or behind or it's not going to happen for me or God doesn't love me or I'm overlooked and we end up living in OPT. And when you live in OPT, you live there on your notes, you live frustrated. You live frustrated. The second time zone that we can live in is what I'm calling MT. MT, Pastor Bill, this is not Montana time. This is not mountain time. This, this is my time. My time. Remember, do you remember the day when they would advertise a television show? And when they would advertise the television show, they would advertise the day and the time that the television show came on, right? Because, because it was important. If you wanted to watch, how many of y'all grew up watching, watching Andy Griffith, watching, watching Mayberry? I tried, to, I tried to find this. I couldn't find this on Wikipedia. When, when did that come on originally in the 60s? I know everybody's like, oh, I'm not that old. I, know, I didn't I watch the reruns on, on MeTV, Pastor, but I don't, I don't. But if you wanted to watch, nobody knows when it came on. When it came on. I know watching television was a sin in the 1960s. I get it. Y'all were, nobody had a television in, the, in their house. Well, for the point of the illustration, it came on someday at some time. Let's just pick a day. Let's say, when, oh, maybe it came on Wednesday and y'all were at church. That's, that's, what, that's what it was. Let's just say it came on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. If you wanted to watch Andy, you had to be in your living room on Wednesday at 7 o'clock because it mattered at that time. Or, or how many of you remember TGIF? Come on, where's my, where's my TGIF fans in the house? Shows like Family Matters started, you know, around 8 o'clock on, on Friday night. And if you weren't going to be there, if you were out at a football game, a high school football game or something like that, you at least had to know what time it came on so you could set your VCR. Some of y'all never learned to set your VCR. But here's the problem today is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, man, I forgot to tell them this. I I snuck something down here, and then I forgot to tell them, so they probably took it. But I had, uh, that's that's on me. That's on me. I had a a Roku remote. Because it doesn't. It doesn't matter what time any program comes on because you live your television life on, on demand. Sweetheart, that may work for your television viewing life, but that's not how life works. And the sooner you figure that out, the sooner... There it is. Thank you. That's what I need. 
Thank you, Mark. Give him a hand. You took it. <laughs> Mark didn't take it. Adam took it. Somebody's frustrated right now in the back room because they're trying to change the channel right now. They're cussing me because I took the... Don't look, at, don't look at your neighbor. You know people that walk around and think life works like this. I want my promotion, even though I didn't work for it. I want my promotion. I want to get paid like somebody got paid that's put in 30 years at the company, and I just gra- I've been graduated from college all of two minutes, and I. And we live our lives on demand. You can walk through, you can walk through a restaurant and you can, you can know who, who lives their life this way by how they're treating other people, how they're treating other people by just their facial expressions. And here's the thing. We've all done it. We've all done it. We've all, we've all gotten frustrated. We've all gotten impatient. And we've all done this too. We've all transferred that emotions into our prayer life with, with God. And we start pushing pushing this button and we start treating God like he's an on-demand God. God is not an on-demand God and I hate to tell you this, God loves you but he will not bow to your time zone. God in some ways is an on-demand God but God's demands are for us and the sooner we figure that out, the sooner that we can place ourselves in the, in the right time zone. If you live according to my time, you live entitled. Other people's time, you live frustrated. My time, you live entitled. What I, what I want to try to get us to live in is, is in GT, in God's time. God's time. Genesis 21, the Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he promised. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened, I'm telling you, I love this phrase. I mean, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. <laughs> At just the time God had said it would. At just the, but, but I, re- I read that, y'all, I read that and I got encouraged and I got confused. At just the time God had said it would. So the Bible doesn't lie, right? Say yes, not a trick question. The Bible does, does not lie. Um, and so did God say what time Isaac would be born? Say yes. Did Abraham know what time Isaac would be born? Say no. Did God say it? Say yes. Did Abraham know it? Say no. So apparently, there have been things that have been uttered in the courts of the heavens over your life that you have not been privy to those conversations. And just because you didn't hear it doesn't mean that God didn't say it. There are declarations of the promises of God over your life, over your business, over your family. It has been appropriated unto you. And just because you don't know what time it is doesn't mean that God hasn't declared declared it somebody give praise today because God has declared it God said it 
And we are not privy to every conversation that takes place in the supernatural realm. And sometimes we then will not, we will ease out of GT and we'll become demanding or we'll become jealous or we'll become envious all because we lose that trust in what God has already said. Here's some things, jot these down. When you live on God's time, when you live on God's time, several things right from scripture. Number one, you pass on covenant generational blessing. Verse three, and Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. We talked about this last week, but God doesn't want to bless around you. He blesses through you. It starts with you, but it doesn't stop with you. And because Abraham received his new name, because Abraham received his covenant identity, Abraham, as soon as his son was born, was able to bless his son. And what we're seeing is we are seeing a generation that doesn't have an identity, that is confused in their identity, that has gender even, some of them gender identity issues because we have a generation of fathers that doesn't know what it is to step into their covenant blessing and bless them. I I don't have time to walk through this, but this is an amazing resource that I've come across. I've seen families in our church as a youth pastor use this resource today. And so I was a youth pastor when their kids were in in the youth ministry and they were 13 years old. And now I'm I'm seeing these kids today whose parents walked through this. So it's a, it's a book called The Power of a Parent's Blessing. It's on the app. It's on your note sheet. See your children prosper and fulfill their destinies in Christ. Craig Hill, dads, it will teach you. Moms, it will teach you how to pass on a blessing because many grew up in a household where this was not the norm and you don't know how to, you don't know how to pass on what you feel like you've never received. Now, let me say this. Parents, some of you have done everything within your power that you did the very best that you could to raise your kids uh, in, in God's word and in God's ways and they're not living for the Lord yet. Let me take some guilt off of you today did was God the perfect father say yes did Adam and Eve walk away from God's love say yes that makes sense that's called free will and so we've got to understand that that sometimes that's an operation we're believing that every son of the house every daughter of the house will come back but but parents grandparents I want to encourage you there's a lot of scriptural truth in this that will teach you how to pass on covenant you say pastor it's too late my my, my uh, son is grown he's out of that it's not too late it walks you through all of this and the more that parents can step into this as the primary say primary Parents, you are the primary. Pastor Thomas is, and the youth team, Pastor Nikki and the children's team, they are partners with you. They're not the parents for you, right? So you are the, you are the primary covering and you are the primary channel that God wants to use to pass on this covenant blessing to your children. But then we partner together. I um, walked down into the, the kitchen this week and Cade was eating his bowl of Wheaties. And on Wheaties, you know, MJ, Michael Jordan, who is the goat, that's a statement from the pulpit. That's not, a, I'm not, that's not up for debate, and we'll just move on. Um, uh, but but he's, still on, he's still on the, the Wheaties box. And 
even, even as, you know, decades, retired decades. And so, and let me clarify that. He's the, um, he's the goat when it comes to being a player. He's probably like in ownership would be like the moat, mediocre, right? Of all, yeah, yeah, we, and we, we won't get into all that. Mediocre of all time. <laughs> um, Michael Jordan said this on the, on the Wheaties box. He said, his quote was, I want to be the bridge for the next generation. And, you know, Mr. Jordan, I, pre- I appreciate that. When you, you, you drive down to Charlotte, you'll see um, medical facilities that he's building in lower income areas. And, and I, I, I do appreciate that. But, but hear me, I, I'm, not, I'm not the judge of his heart. The last interview that I saw with him, it did not appear that he had a relationship with Jesus, nor was living out the morals according to God's requirements in Scripture. And so while I appreciate Mr. Jordan passing certain things on to the next generation, I don't want him passing on the morals of, uh, his morals to the next generation. Does that make sense? Church, stop expecting the world to pass on biblical values to the next generation. Stop expecting the school system to do it. It's not their job, it's our job. And we will, but we will step in as parents in the PTA, as school board members, as volunteers with Kids World and Club 316, as volunteers and supporting conference and our youth ministry, as cheering on and championing the work that is being done every day on this campus through Concord Academy, through Southeastern University. It is up to us. If God's word and the scriptures and covenant blessing is going to be passed on to the next generation, it is up to us. And we will step into this moment as multiplied church to pass this on. The second thing, when we live according to God's time, when we live on GT, there's freedom to be yourself. There's freedom to be yourself. It says that Abraham was, was 100, 100 years old when Isaac was born. Abraham's friends were having retirement parties and he's having a gender reveal party. They're buying, they're buying condos on a golf course, and he's buying diapers. There's just, there's freedom. There is freedom to be yourself. When you're on God's time, you're not always looking around. Well, this person is, this is happening for this person at this time, and I'm behind, and I'm ahead, and, and all of these different. You're living on God's time, and there's a freedom in that. The third thing, there is joy, and there's laughter, and there's celebration. In verse 6, and Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby, yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age? I just love that Sarah calls Abraham old. Like, that's the, he's, the, he's the old guy. I'm, I'm fine, but he's, he's the old guy. I love that Sarah laughed here. Laughter is holy. The world needs more laughter. The church needs more laughter. We need to, I'm talking about good, appropriate God 
God-given joy and laughter. It is appropriate to laugh. See, Sarah laughed. Sarah laughed before, didn't she? And God kind of scolded her. Sarah laughed before the promise because she didn't believe the promise, but now she laughs when the promise is here and people are not laughing at her. They're laughing with her. She just laughed. She laughed at the wrong time. How many of you have ever laughed at the wrong time? Anyways, we'll move on. There's probably some stories in the house. I believe it. Anyway, we'll move on. Sarah laughed, but I believe, I believe that God wants to baptize his church once again with laughter. I want, I believe that he wants to baptize you with joy. And so that other people are going to begin. Do you know, what about the evangelism of laughter? Other people began to laugh with Sarah before they got brought into the covenant promises. How about that? What if God uses your joy? What if God uses something as simple as laughter just to begin to spread throughout your community, throughout your workplace in a way that opens up people's hearts to the joy of the Lord? People need some joy. Let's take people some joy. I believe that, I believe that God is going to do for us what he did for Abraham and Sarah. Abraham saying something like this, who would have thought that I'd be a dad at my age? And that could be in the house today, that could be older or, or younger, right? Who would have thought I'd be getting married at my age, graduating college at my age, starting over? Starting a business, changing jobs, starting a ministry, mentoring kids in Club 316, being a youth leader, being a foster parent. Who would have thought, but pastor, pastor, when's it going to happen for me? At just the time God said it would. When's it going to happen for me? When's it, when, when's it going to happen for me? I see, I see everybody. I see everybody. No. At just the time, God said it would. Pastor, I don't understand. I've been asking God. I've been walked through 21 days of prayer, and I just know at just just the time, at just the time God said it would, that that word that that is translated at just the time, that Hebrew word is M-O-E-D, but it's actually pronounced moed, moed. And it means this. Moed means an appointed time, but it's deeper than that. It's an appointed time, but it's also an appointed place and an appointed meeting. There are promises that you have not yet received in your life that have already been appointed. The time has been appointed. The place has been appointed. The delivery method has already been appointed. Pastor Bill and Pastor Harrison and I were traveling this week. We did a quick 36-hour trip, and we were coming back up through Georgia into South Carolina, and we were spending the night in South Carolina. I don't even remember the name of the town that we were in, but I remember that there was an Andy's Custard right by the hotel. I absolutely remember that. That's a God spot right there. And so got ice cream and went to bed and and slept and woke up. I woke up um, a few minutes before six o'clock and I was getting ready to grab my, grab my stuff and I was going to go down the lobby, start my day with, with coffee and Jesus and, and walk down there. And I, I walked down to the coffee uh, place and put, put my Bible out and put my journal out and found myself kind of a little corner tucked back in there and walked in 
and got a cup of coffee and sat it down and raised that coffee to my lips. And I'm ready to, ready to go. And y'all, that coffee was cold, like not lukewarm. It was cold. And so a little bit frustrated, but it's Jesus time. And so I'm trying to get into to reading the scripture and praying a little bit. And then I started getting a little bit hungry. And so I walked over and there was some oatmeal. So I was going to start off the day with some heart healthy oatmeal. And I lifted up the lid on the oatmeal and the, the oatmeal was not even cooked. There was this much water sitting on top of the oatmeal and that didn't stop me. So I reached down and I grabbed those uncooked oats, uh, overnight oats. I figured, I don't even know what those are exactly, but I'm like, well, do this and put some cranberries in there. And then I went over to the little uh, mini refrigerator where they keep the milk because I put milk on my oatmeal and I, I went to open it and it was locked. And I'm very frustrated at that point. I'm crafting the email in my head. How was I was going to write to this, you know, place? How could you, how could you do all this? And I sat down, I ate them. I ate all my, my oats and I drank some of my coffee. And I, then I went over and grabbed a workout and I went back up to the room and uh, Harrison said, how was your workout? I said, workout was great, but let me tell you about breakfast. And I was just complaining about the cold coffee. I was complaining about the uncooked oatmeal. And Harrison just kind of looked at me very strange and said, said uh, you, know, you know breakfast doesn't open until 6.30. And immediately what went through my mind was, Doug, stop judging at six o'clock what has been appointed for 630. Can, can, I, can I preach that a little bit today? Stop judging in your life at six o'clock what has been appointed for 630. It has been, can I, can I impart this to you today? It has been appointed unto you. Pastor, when's it going to happen for me? When am I going to get married? It has been appointed for you. Pastor, we've been trying to have a child and are unable to have a child. When's it going to happen? It has been appointed unto you. When's the adoption going to go through? It has been appointed unto you. When are we going to be able to find a house in this market? It has been appointed unto you. When am I going to get that promotion? It has been appointed unto you. When am I going to experience my healing? Healing. It has been appointed unto you. There are conversations that were had thousands of years ago in heaven. The word has already been spoken. The time has been declared. The meeting spot has been declared. It has been appointed unto you. Have you ever, have you ever traveled overseas? Have you ever traveled across time zones? What do they tell you to do? When, I mean, like when you very first get on the plane, not when you land, what do they tell you to do as soon as you get on the plane? To change your watch to the time where? Where you are to where? To where you're, go to where you're going. You begin to acclimate. Are you getting this today? You begin to acclimate your body and your mindset to the time, not where you're living, to, but to where you're going. And that way, once I get there, I'm ready to receive in a better way everything that God has for me when I get there. I wonder today if we could just adjust 
our spiritual watches. I don't know what promise that you're waiting on today, but how many of you would join me and just say, Pastor, I want to live here to the best of my ability. I want to adjust my heart. I want to adjust my mindset. I want to adjust my words. I want to adjust my actions. I want to begin to live on God's time. I want to begin to set my spiritual watch to the day and the time that it is appointed for me in heaven. If that's you, would you just stand all across this house today? Maybe just lift a hand. Maybe just close your eyes. Would you just begin to say, God, move me onto your time. Move me onto your time. God, forgive me for the times that I've been selfish or impatient. God, forgive me for the times where I've judged my life according to the blessings that you've given to other people. God, I don't want to live on OPT. God, I don't want to live on MT. I want to live on God's time. So do whatever you have to do. Adjust my mindset. God, adjust my emotions. Adjust me, Lord, according to the timetable that you have for me. One more question. Maybe you're here with heads bowed and eyes closed. Maybe you're here today and you would say, Pastor, I am living continually frustrated because if I'm honest, I'm living selfishly according to my time. I've never surrendered my heart and life to Jesus. I've never fully surrendered to Jesus with every head bowed and eye closed. Uh, Would you just say today on the count of three, if that's you, you would say, Pastor, I want to for the first time or to rededicate, I want to fully surrender to God's time. If that's you, just lift your hand. One, two, three. Come on all across the house today. Online, just hit that, hit a a button there and just let somebody know, know. Church family, let's pray this together out loud for those that are saying yes to Jesus today. Let's just say, Jesus, forgive me. I come to the cross and I ask that you take away my sin. I believe that you died on the cross and rose again. So come into my heart, come into my life and help me to live wide awake to the love of God and fully alive to my purpose in Jesus' name. Everybody that's going to do their best to live on God's time, come on, give them a shout of praise today.